Welcome back to the most electrifying podcast in sports entertainment. I am Jamie, and I am your host of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. And I am Mark. I'm your other host and husband to Jamie. I have to take my accolades because I don't have a lot. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. This week, we're going to be covering AEW and WWE. Surprise. For once, we're actually getting back yeah. to our normal doing both promotions, but... uh I mean, that's, this is, I feel like with the conversation we had 20 minutes before we hit record, I feel like it's baby shit compared to what we're about to have here in about two weeks, because we are on the cusp of WrestleMania, but that, that's just, just the ending that's just the of ending WrestleMania. Of our, Let's talk so about the week of WrestleMania. Okay? We just, we just picked up the pay-per-view for the Impact NJPW Multiverse paper, it's, I can't even remember the name of it, but it's basically Forbidden North with Impact and njpw it's got uh, the entire card is stacked oh yeah kashida and josh alexander they got motor city uh, machine, machine guns, machine guns uh, uh, they, diana perazzo the united empire is going to be there or, i'm sorry aussie open specifically is going to be there uh i believe uh i don't remember seeing aussie open on there yeah they're they're fighting god i can't remember who they're fighting but they're on it um so that's thursday that's thursday, thursday. night we have a fantastic pay-per-view set up and then friday Another fantastic pay-per-view mm-hmm. with uh, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, which Ring of Honor, I just have to say, ever since Tony Khan purchased, has put on the most fantastic pay-per-views, and I can't wait because I'm pretty sure we're getting Eddie Kingston and Claudio. See what yeah, happens. Yeah, that's what I think. But also, <sighs> even more so than that, touching, touching back on the NJPW Forbidden Door Impact thing, so we had talked about the, because ROH, is going to have the Reach for the Sky ladder match yes. for the ROH Tag Team Championships. When we had originally spoken about that, I think it was two weeks ago, when Mark Briscoe said something about it, Yes, we were kind of thinking about tag teams, and I brought up Aussie Open. Right. We thought that, she, that they weren't going to be in-country at the time, but if they're going to be on the, in that Impact show, they're going to be in Los Angeles right. on Thursday. Oh, okay, so then there you go. Also... In Ring of Honor, Aussie Open came out and challenged You're talking uh, about Christopher the weekly, Daniels. Weekly, weekly episode weekly on uh, Honor Club that everybody should go and Correct, on to. Thursday, which you absolutely should be watching. Nine ninety nine, and if that's not a reminiscent of another streaming service that happened a long time ago that everybody thought this was This is crazy. so much better, though. This is so much better. Ring of Honor has put on nothing but just absolute great things. Banger Show. after banger after banger. You got it. Um, so on Thursday of the Ring of Honor TV show, again on Supercard of or, um, <laughs> Honor Club. Honor, Honor Club. It's uh, a mouthful being a wrestling yeah, fan. Yeah, there's a lot of honor. A lot of honor. But a lot of not honor also if you watch the show. At any rate, uh, so we An got honor? Thursday, Friday, then we uh, that brings out Aussie Open. That's what we were talking about. Yes. Aussie Open Challenge, Christopher Daniels and uh, Matt Seidel. Yes, yeah, so that'll match. be on next week. So I'm hoping that this coming up week's Thursday that leads up again to the ladder match and them right. being a part of Supercard of Honor as well. Right. So that's Friday, which leads into Saturday. All you know, you have pay per view, then well, yep. premium live event, and then Sunday WrestleMania again, premium live event. So you're going to get a shitload of content. Oh, yeah. out of us come April. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're we're <laughs> shooting for possibly two shows or two episodes that weekend. One to encompass kind of NJPW Impact and ROH pay-per-views, and then one to encompass all of WrestleMania. Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be a lot of content. We're going to be very busy. A lot of our friends are going to be very upset that we haven't called them, and we didn't talk to them for four straight days because we're going to be in our little hidey holes. Yeah, right. 
our, our one weekly thing aside from wrestling that Mark and I personally do is play D&D. We've been doing that for like four years now, maybe even five. And we know. actually are canceling that week because we already know it's going to be a heavy coffee and wrestling weekend. So expect a lot of hopefully great content. Yes, we're we're and, canceling uh, our nerd activities <laughs> to uh, do fully more nerd activities. into more nerd activities. But I think, at the, I think at this point, is wrestling a nerd activity? I mean, it's on I don't mainstream know. television. It's one of like... The most watched shows on cable TV, mm-hmm. if you're talking about WWE, of course, you can make the argument about AEW, but it, it, it really is like one of the mainstays in, in primetime television, and it's been that way for, what, 30 years? It so- has, but it's crazy because it's always been like a big stigma, and we live in a small town in Florida, so I don't know if that has anything Florida. to do with it. I'm sure it does, but personally, I only know like two or three people that really watch wrestling. Yeah. So it is, it's funny, you know, even some of our closest people that we do see every week, uh, they don't watch it, you know, yeah. so it's constantly one of those things where we're explaining it and it's just going right over everybody's head. So I don't know. I don't think it's, it's, it has been publicly understood, you know, and, and widely loved for a long time, but it still, I think is it feels considered like it, possibly it feels a dorky like it's, thing. It, it gets less flack than it did like 10 years ago. Yeah. I felt like 10 years ago, you, weird. Could, you couldn't be a wrestling fan because you got called every terrible name in the book. I mean, growing up watching, like, in the Attitude Era, you would think that, you know, kids wouldn't have gotten made fun of for watching stuff like that. But but I grew up getting made fun of for watching stuff like that because here's just a random shitty story before we start talking about the actual content of the show. When I was a kid growing up in, in fifth grade, my school had a project and we were to take... I don't know why. You know how, how Florida school systems yeah, can be. The they don't f- have a lot of funding. I know what you're talking about. Um, they gave us a bunch of food and told us to make something out of it. Some type of stage, some type of performance arena or something like that. So the, the my closest friends at the time in fifth grade, they made like football stadiums and like football right. players and like cool things like that. Yeah, normal cool kid thing. Sure. I don't think this was ever cool, but maybe looking back it was. I used um a walnut. Okay. To make Devon Dudley. Oh my god, that's so bad. And I made a ring. And I'm not gonna lie, you I said a walnut. A... I was gonna make an Abdullah the butcher joke. Yeah, right. No, I just it was just Devon. Same huge Dudley Boys fan as a kid, even in fifth grade. So we made like one of my really good friends and I, we made like a table and we made the ring and we made the whole big thing and nobody thought it was cool. I don't think we, we got graded very well on it because it was very hard to translate. Like, you know, imagine fifth grade kid trying this to explain Walmart to her a like man, 60 year old teacher and that he gets told by another man to pull tables out from underneath yeah. a ring and put another 90 year old woman through them. I never thought that was weird growing up, but. Well, it's looking it's, back, perhaps it's kind of funny. You know, we didn't think a lot of that shit was weird, like mankind pulling his hair out in the middle of a match or Stone Cold showing up with a Miller Lite beer truck and just hosing down, yeah. you know, executives of a company or Triple H drugging Stephanie McMahon and driving through a Las Vegas, you know, drive through chapel yeah or Stone Cold. Nothing wrong with that. Blowing up uh, the like he killed bus. Vince McMahon. You know, they had like that, that like huge bus that they used to like travel from place to place, the McMahons. And- oh, are you talking about when they dropped the Jersey barrier on top of it and made the entire thing explode? Like, yeah, the whole the thing, was, like- thing was made out of, you know, explosive material. I love, I love 90s wrestling. But- Couldn't do that now. Now it's, no, it's, it's different. Now you have people that, well, you 
The weight of the Jersey barrier wouldn't technically make the C4 explode <laughs> because it's only going to create... Just shut up and watch wrestling. I know. Just enjoy the product. So let's talk about what we are enjoying this week and everything that's coming up. And what better way to do that than talk all things Bloodline. Woo! Things are getting fun. Interesting. Uh, it, it wasn't really... Oh, it wasn't at all a Roman week. Roman's really it was, yeah, it been... On- just more spoken about rather than being spoken to at this right, point. Right, right. Um, I think they're just kind of like giving him his time off, letting the whole thing build around him. Uh, it's I think the story's much just... moved on from Roman at this point. Exactly. It's more centered around the Usos, Sammy, Kevin Owens, and now Cody Rhodes. Now he's finally interjected himself into the Sami Zayn's Kevin Owens drama that's been going on between the two of them. I feel like, I, or, honest to God, like I wrote this down in my notes. I feel like that this this entire storyline has has gotten ever since the match between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber. I feel like this entire storyline with the Usos, with uh, just the all thing Bloodline, it feels like it's been like very soap opera. Like it really yes. feels like I'm yes. sitting with my cousin's wife on a Wednesday while my mom's at work and I'm not at school and I, she's watching fucking general hospital yeah on TV. right like all it, my children I, on my eyes i've been <laughs> like i don't know i just ever since that match between roman and sammy i've just been like okay i'm I'm like over this like it's just the, the magic is gone like i feel like once they got there it just like just after that it went flat yeah right the entire right. storyline even between kevin owens and sammy and this week completely changed that it did. And, and another segment in wwe changed the way i felt about a match in, in WrestleMania. But this 100% has like completely got me invested, reinvested in the storyline with Sammy and Kevin Owens. Absolutely. And at first I was just like, why is Cody Rhodes getting involved in this? You know, like he's being the new Papa Rhodes. He's being the, the, the Dusty right. that gets everybody to no, no, no. Like, let's get together. Let's, he's being let's... the dad, like, which yeah. is weird. Yeah, it was a weird angle. And I thought that was odd at first, you know, because there was so much talk about maybe excuse me, there would be like a trios match, a three-way match between uh, Honestly, Sammy that's what I, I felt like it Cody. was going to, I feel, felt like that's how it was building up. And I mean, we still have time. We, it still could go that way. But uh, I, felt, I felt like that's what they no. were initially going to do is they were going to have these three guys team up. Right. Kevin Owens and, and Sammy were going to be at, at odds the entire time. Right. And that was going to decide the, the outcome of the three-way yeah, match, and the, I was uh, really the trios match between them. worried about this match because I think that you just could not give it to Cody. You just couldn't. I don't think people would have liked that. I think it would have been better right. to just give it to Roman and just do whatever you can after WrestleMania. Stay the course and just, you know, yeah, move I just on didn't to the next see it going line. well. So it was like, how can they keep Cody involved in this, you know, indirectly? So it actually worked out really well. I, I think SmackDown started off very, very, very awkward, at least to me. The crowd mm. wasn't feeling it. They Basically, had the segment between the three of them. Correct. Yeah. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were out in the, the ring and Cody Rhodes was trying to just trying to keep be peace the middle the guy, yeah. trying to, you know, put everybody's perspectives, uh, you know, forward and think about what was going on. Um, of course, Kevin Owens was just not having it. Oh, he played full part in it. It was the entire yeah. the entire episode of SmackDown. He played that. Yeah. Part. But the beginning of it just felt like, oh, God, like that was such a it was like 15 minutes. It was such a waste of time. Yeah, it was very Kevin deflating. Owens just rolled out and was like, nope, I don't want anything to do with you. It, it, I told you I didn't want anything to do with you. It completely like, at that point, I was still like this feud's doing nothing for me. This, this it was soap weird. opera, I didn't like, it. like friends are friends thing. Like for yeah. some reason it was killing me. Like 
yes, I want to see Sammy Zayn and and Kevin Owens get back together and right. Beat this. But at that point, I was just like, okay, you guys are like been two weeks. You're beating a dead horse. Like exactly. I don't know what's going on with us. How Either long shit can or we do this for? And real quick before we move too for, too much further on from what happened in the ring with the three of them, what was really cool was Cody Rhodes actually acknowledged the fact that Kevin Owens uh, introduced him to the Young Bucks and kind of thanked him for it. You know, I appreciate the fact that you, you introduced me to some people uh, to Kevin Owens. Yeah, why would he bring up the Young Bucks? I mean, that, he was he, just they saying have no, they have no pivotal. No, but he basically thanked him for, okay, thanked him for, you know, introducing him to him. Um, But yeah, so this was just basically, like you said, beating a dead horse. Kevin Owens was like, you know, fuck out of here, Cody. Like, why are you wasting your time? I'm a big boy. Like, I'm making a decision like a big boy. Exactly. It cuts and and Kevin Owens is actually like going up to his car, like getting ready to leave. Again, Sami Zayn was like, why can't we just like do this? Again, here comes the, the Floyd the baseball bat. We're just beating this thing. Kevin <laughs> Owens like, I'm out of here. So he drives off. You I physically am, I am mad see at Floyd the baseball bat this week, 100%. Ugh. We'll get to well, that. So we'll get to that. So he drives off. We have to physically see him drive off. Of course, when I see that, I'm like, oh, he's coming. They're going to make oh, us I thought think that was he's it. Gone. Honest to God, I thought that was it. Oh, I knew that was. There's no way he was coming back because Sammy had a confrontation, a, an eye-to-eye confrontation with Jay that was I thought set it was supposed to be later a in. No, it wasn't a match. It was just a, so they so they were just going to talk about what happened. So Adam Pierce was like, you know what? We're instead of ending our wrestling show with a wrestling match, they did not. We're gonna we're gonna do the same thing we've done like the past three weeks at the end of every show, and we're gonna end it with soap opera with a conversation. Yeah, which and is not, okay. Not gonna lie, it's it sold really well, and the results of it everything, was good. The, the, how everything panned out. Obviously, it was the right decision. Right. It's just funny to me that we're at a point in wrestling to where the end, like the main event slot, is not all wrestling. No. It is it is wrestling and then another segment afterwards, exactly. which is, is mind-blowing that that this wrestling storyline is mostly been uh, segments and promos. Exactly. It hasn't been matches. The matches have been supplemental to right. the actual storyline of building up like, into this. Incredible, like, kudos to the writing team and the people involved in the actual oh, storyline. That they did this so well and this that people best, are so involved in just the story. This has been the best storyline that WWE has had in oh God, I can't probably remember. since the Attitude Era. Like, honest to God. And yeah. I'm not saying there hasn't been good ones in the past 20 years. Right. But this has probably been the most successful storyline that they've ran in WWE since the Attitude Era. That's fair. Like, I can't see how it couldn't be. Right. Um, they put we'll, a lot of time invested in it, but it's really panned out well, obviously. And now we fast forward to the end of SmackDown to where, like you said, we have the segment. It's Jey Uso, Sami Zayn. They're having a confrontation. Jay's giving him the rigor morale. Oh, yeah. Everybody heated. think it's going to be. And, of course, it turns out it, it's, you know... What exactly what it turns out to be is it's, you know, Sammy and, and Jay start fighting each other uh, and uh, Jimmy comes out and, you know, the bloodline just starts beating the hell out of Sammy. Which, again, is just like par for the course for bloodline Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens. And you all of a sudden, which you weren't expecting, you hear Kevin Owens music plays and they look up the ramp expecting him to be there. And he pulls the same shit Sammy's been doing for weeks, jumps in the ring with a black hoodie, throws it off, and starts laying waste to the Usos. And stunners and stunners, power bombs, and once the smoke's cleared, it's Sammy and it's and it's uh Kevin Owens in the ring and they're both looking at each other and there's like a hush across the crowd. 
You could look that entire crowd. They're like looking back and forth between the Usos, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. And then Kevin Owens just makes a beeline straight to Sammy. And holy shit, I have not heard a pop like that. Kevin Owens embraces Sami Zayn. And the the crowd went apeshit. It yeah. was the most, the I don't know. I can't even compare a pop. Like I don't, it, I can't remember when a pop was so loud. I, the last time I heard a pop like that maybe was like CM Punk debut. You know what? AW. I know when it was. You know, was when Sami Zayn hit Roman Reigns. Yeah, that is the biggest yeah. pop other than the, other than the, than that. Yeah, that has happened with WWE. Right, that crowd went ape shit. We went ape shit. The neighbors who weren't watching it, I feel like, <laughs> went ape shit. It it very it was very very reminiscent of how Disney does their movies where yeah. they just they give you you know are we talking foreshadowing about who might be buying wwe because i've heard rumors yeah, that, that disney is in the run for maybe fucking that's why that's WWE. maybe that's why could you imagine if wwe got bought by disney oh my god that's a whole Mar- fucking podcast go go i'm gonna shut owned the by up. marvel too oh my god shut <laughs> up. um <laughs> he's still my nerd heart <laughs> you threw me off what was i saying the hulk is gonna fight kenny omega Wait, no, wrong promotion. The wrong company. Well, we don't know. Kenny Omega's the contract coming up. It's, I, I've had too much coffee. Stop. Where was I going? You're talking about uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, it was very reminiscent of Disney. Disney. Okay, okay so gotcha. Disney. Yes. Yes, you brought me back. Disney, they like to take their movies and they like to just slaughter Bambi's right mom. You know, they like to, to make sure that the saddest part happens right at the beginning of the Oh, movie. yeah. And, and this whole Sami Zayn thing has been been like one giant bambi slaughter but also like just like boring as shit like i said like the, <laughs> the beginning of smackdown was so cringy and like i don't want to be that podcast that's like god this is awful we always we do but we try to focus on the positive that was that was awful with like Honestly, the three of them in the beginning of the ring at the beginning of the show i was like what the hell was that to be crystal clear with everybody we have had a very difficult time for probably what three weeks ever since honest to god uh uh elimination chamber we've had a very difficult time keeping our interest with wwe both yeah, smackdown and Raw. it's been tough you um, know matt when maximum male models are keeping me the interested so hard that that's, that's what i'm looking forward this. to is OTs. i'm still not sold on ot's and maximum oh, male models god it's so good is it it's so good i feel so bad i'm for gonna Chad, sell though. you on that and i'm gonna sell you on qtv and again that's the wrong promotion too. qtv i'm gonna sell you on that i just don't think i've seen that enough of it well there was only one episode i know so. i just don't think i've you know me i don't like change i like it i like everybody to stay the same I like when wrestling makes me go, oh, because I feel like WWE has programmed me for so long to think that things are going to go a certain way. So when something goes differently than you think, it's I so get good. really excited. When the guns retained the, the championship, the tag team belts, right? stoked. I was so oh, yeah. excited because I felt like everybody thought that they were going to lose it. And everybody was so mad. And I was so excited because I didn't expect it. I love it. But tell me that this instance of with the whole Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn sure. thing, brother who 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 has even come close to a dirt sheet, yes. has been in the back of their mind. Oh, they're going to go for the tag title. Of course, and, of and course. How? But that's why they made you feel. Of, this, of it was though with with this, it was. That's why they, they did, did it exactly the way they did. Exactly the way that you would think it would happen. Exactly. And it works perfect. And they're doing the exact. Sometimes it works that way. It works perfect yeah, that way. They're doing the exact same thing with Dominic and Ray. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my god, how long is this going to go They're on? They're just for? teasing. Oh it my along. god, They're why won't Ray along. just say yes? But why it's going to happen. Say, but when he does, the pop, 
the you know what I think it's gonna happen? The insinuation of the WrestleMania match happening got such a big pop, and then I'm, he was like, "I can't fight my son." I'm calling it right now. It's going to happen. It, it is not going to happen on Raw. It's not going to happen to SmackDown. No, it is going to Ray's happen. House. No, 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 no. It is going to happen the night before at his WrestleMania induction. Yeah, because they have the inductions the night before WrestleMania, so that means Friday night, Dominic Mysterio is going to pull some shit. And he's going to finally be fed up because he interrupts his, his induction to the Hall of Fame. That. And he's going to be like, all right, you find you want a match. You've ruined the one. I thing. don't know if I've ever seen that before. Has anybody no. ever like I kayfabed think, oh, into the Hall of Fame? What do you mean? Like they weren't supposed to get into the Hall of Fame and then they. No, like got into the Hall of Fame and then they like did storyline during it. I don't think they've legitimately ever done anything no. like that. That would be so fun. The only thing I can think of, and this is, you know, <laughs> rest in peace. Was when they did they brought uh, Ultimate Warrior yeah. out the the I think it was like the, the SmackDown before uh, the Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, then I he got that. inducted into the Hall of Fame, and then I think it was like I think it was actually the next day or three days. It was like three days later or something like that. He ended up passing away. Yeah, but I think he's the only one that's had like I I don't know, and that's just me just pulling off the top of my yeah. head. But I think that I honest to God, I'm calling my shot. That's what I think they're doing is they're going to build this up because the only way that Rey Mysterio is going to be brought to that level. To fight his son right. is when his son ruins something that okay. is a once in a lifetime that cannot ever be done again. Yep. That is something that he has worked so hard for. And he does keep saying, like, I'm really bummed that you're not going to be there. You know, and like Dominic has always been complaining about him not being there. And he had to do that in uh, order to get the Hall of Fame induction. See, I personally thought, and I think you're honestly more right than I am. I've been thinking that it was going to be like Dominic's mom. You know, I was, like, I, I was hoping that's or, what it was going to be. You know, it's going to take somebody else to come out and be like, Ray, what, like, but it's okay. Like, you can fight our son. Like, it's good. Like, once you know, they said something, once they announced him being into the Hall of Fame, I, I had I like an inclination, inclination that that was, it, they were going to go that route because it's too good. It's too juicy. It is. Could you imagine but like so history unique. books? Exactly. It like, makes you want to watch the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You're right. You know what I mean? You're like, right. It's almost like they, designed it to be this way. it's really good and, I, and i'm there's a couple really 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 great storylines going on right now that those two are definitely definitely a part of that but wow like we said before you 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 brought us to our lowest of lows to almost to the point where i'm like i don't even care if sammy wants to be on kevin's side you know and then they they the embrace right in the middle up. of the ring and i'm like that was beautiful. Team Sammy Kevin Owens. <laughs> that was beautiful. Team, Bo- Team Montreal, Montreal Boys. Montreal Boys, baby. Fuck Montreal. That's just on a hockey <laughs> hockey side. Not like anybody from Montreal. I, I don't actually hate you. Just <clears throat> fuck the Habs. Okay, another really good storyline that's happening between SmackDown is everything between Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and Gunther. So basically to set you up for those of you who aren't paying attention to WWE lately. Which, why are you listening to this if you're not paying attention? Well, maybe we're catching them up and they're just not able to really oh, good point. <laughs> listen to it, you know? Maybe <laughs> you had some things to do, you haven't had a chance to watch it, and this is they your don't opportunity. Keep, everybody doesn't keep up to this shit on a moment's basis? No, I don't think everybody spends every day during the week watching wrestling. Oh my God, what's wrong with us? Yeah. Um, if you do <laughs> spend every day during the week watching wrestling, make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're at CAW Wrestling Pod, not only on Twitter, but also on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, Instagram, on YouTube, 
find us there or go to coffeeandwrestling.com. And, and we live everything. tweet every Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage. We're probably going to end up we'll doing, doing Ring Impa- of Honor. Impact, Ring of Honor, um, GCW here next month. But yeah, that, I don't think all we're, that good stuff. I don't think we're going to be live tweeting GCW. We're going to be attending GCW. We're going to be attending it. But at any rate, let's get back to, to WWE. Back to the point at hand. Um, so basically two weeks ago, we were set up with a five-way match. Uh, I have to remember everybody that was in it, but uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, long story short, both were able to pin their opponents at the exact same time. There were two referees there. They both said that they won. Conveniently. I thought it was really cool because, again, it got me. I'm like, damn, that doesn't happen. Like, I thought when the ending happened, it was corny originally. When, when, yeah. the, when both of them got the win and both refs were like disregarding the idea that the other ref is raising the other guy's hand. Uh-huh. I thought it was a little bit campy. Okay. But again, I, I guess I can't talk too much because I enjoy goofy wrestling, so sometimes you do have to deal with the campiness. It was cool. The last time something I can think of happened that close to this was when uh one of the trios matches happened and Kenny Omega and Pac pinned people almost mm-hmm. at the same exact time and yep. Kenny ended up Kenny ended up getting the win yeah, outside right. of the ring because it was a false count anywhere. He did the one-winged anywhere. angel on Ray, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, through the table off like the entrance or something, something like that. Something like that, and Some he won, the and then Pack thought he won at the same time. But this actually was legitimately they both pinned each other, pinned their opponents. I'm sorry, at the exact same time they both won, and Gunther was like, "There's no way I I'm need facing to know who both. I'm I only need to face one of them." So Adam Pierce said. You know, it's official. The two of them will fight next week. So that brings us to this week on SmackDown, where Sheamus and Drew McIntyre are now fighting each other. Now, these obviously, guys, these guys are friends in real life. It's a very Sammy KO situation between the two of them in real life. Now, these guys and the, and they're very similar move sets. Like, it, very. And, it, and it makes sense. They're very, very. I mean, honest to God, they're very similar wrestlers. They're uh-huh. both uh, of leg heavy. Yeah, they're very. Yeah, they're leg heavy. All right, um, big dudes. They hit hard. They yell a bunch. Um, I I thought the matchup between countries. the two, yeah, not very far. They both sound very similar, but uh, they were just a really. It, this was a really good pairing, obviously, and it went a direction that I think you and I had no i no idea it was really going to go. I mean, no, because I didn't when, know who was going to win this. When the antics began, when Gunther ended up rolling into the ring, when both of them were down, and started yelling. I think both of us knew that's where it was going, uh-huh. and then obviously he had them attack him and caused the DQ. Right, Imperium and attacked. instantly, instantly, we knew like, oh, it's going to a three-way at WrestleMania. Yeah. But what, wow. a re- what a refreshing way to wow, do it wow, that Wow, 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 wow. Like, it wow. wasn't, <laughs> it went exactly the way you thought it was going to go, but not in the, exactly the manner you thought it was going to go down in. Oh, yeah. So you ended up getting the, oh, yay, we do get the three-way. Well, they did the, they did the classic WWE, we're going to set up uh, these two to fight each other, and they're like, okay, one's going to win, we're going to have a one-on-one. That's usually what ends up happening. And it didn't. Right. And it's exactly like we said. It wasn't what well, wasn't what we thought. So maybe we have Vince fun. back isn't a bad idea. No, I don't think this has anything to do with Vince. It's the mustache. It's I'm telling refreshing. you, it's it's it, the intelligence comes from the mm-hmm. facial hair. He do you remember he... though? You know who's working on SmackDown now? Who is the man? Becky Lynch. The legend. William right. Regal. Uh, we're not allowed to talk about that. He's not supposed to be on screen. We, we can don't know talk that. about him. He's just not on screen. <laughs> can we talk about him? What do you think? Tony Khan's going to sue us or something? I Tony Khan, we're big a, fans. There's a reason why Tony Khan told him he can't be on screen with any other company for a year. Well, yeah, because it's William Regal, and that's just going to sell so many seats and asses. Or asses and seats, excuse me. So many, oh, so God. many seats and asses. Asses and seats. That's a whole different. That's a GCW show. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, so yeah, WrestleMania, we're going to see Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and Gunther going for the Intercontinental title. And I also have to comment, like, what a way, and I don't think we're talking about Austin Theory in this episode, but what a way to elevate both the Intercontinental title and the United States title to back to the, the prestige of being yeah, a belt. These are not B-rate titles by any means. So it makes you really want to see what happens with these titles and mm-hmm. the people that are defending them. I mean, oh, God, Gunther is just so entertaining. And the, the, the slaps that are going to happen at WrestleMania are going to be so good. Oh, yeah. These Do are you... three or three of the like hardest hitting guys they've got in WWE. Yeah, right absolutely. Now, we're going to talk speculation and everything as far as like, well, who we think is going to win and do our predictions and everything, I'm sure, later. But do you, think that, do you think that uh, Gunther is going to retain at WrestleMania? No. 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 I, I, I won't say where I heard it from, but I heard, you know, just somebody talking, discussing this match today. Um, I think that Gunther has done as much as he can with the Intercontinental title. Uh-huh. I think he's given it a lot more steam and I think it's time for Gunther to move on to bigger and better pastures. And again, that's not dismissing the intercontinental title. Sure. But I think it's an opportunity to, we're talking world title. I'm yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could see him okay. going, maybe not winning, but I could see him going up against Cody. Sure. Rhodes. And I feel like there was a lot of mention about how Sheamus has never won the intercontinental title before. Oh, so that's that right. It could go that way. Uh, that would make perfect sense. Okay. I, I honestly you didn't know? have an idea of who would have won it, but mm-hmm. I can't see Gunther walking out of WrestleMania with the title. Right. Stuff. If What's he does, really great. Fun. I'll be happy with it if he is. Yeah. But if he doesn't, I completely can understand yeah. it. And either one, whether it's Shawn, Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. whether it's Sheamus or it's Drew McIntyre that does end up getting the belt, I, it's going to be good either way. I think the best think way the to do is that is have one of them pin the other so that... Gunther stays on top. He looks good. He's still strong and and, right. and has the, you know, just overness that you he does. Put it, put Gunther in an impossible situation to where he couldn't. It wasn't him that that exactly. gave up or got or got pinned. Yep. Or, and Sheamus pins Drew. And right. That which would which them. would be great because you even if you don't feel like doing the moving him into anything other than just between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, you can still have them have that feud following this because they're they were comrades for for the past like probably six to nine months they've got actually gone against imperium numerous times exactly you know so th- since that, she got married it's like drew's been on his right his right side. and it'll be a great way to build up a small chunk of storyline between the two of them and the intercontinental title whether they transfer it back and forth between each other or they just do right you know for another month or continues so continues and then uh Gunther's able to find his own right, right. Gunther and Imperium move on to in into some, a different territory. You know what right. I mean? I, I think it's going to be. I, I the match is going to be great. Like the three, these three are going to put on. It's it's, it's going to be a hard hitting. I mean, Sheamus and Gunther put I'm on. One, it, they put on one of the best matches last year of the entire year, one hundred percent without doubt. Um, and then Drew McIntyre's just just a fucking amazing performer. It's going to be a great. It's going to be a fucking bang. Yeah, not to pull, not to, to do that the gimmick, but it's going to be a fucking banger. So we already know one main event more than likely is going to be Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, and Ric Flair, God, God bless him, ruined uh, or spoiled. He or, does this shit all the time. He does it all the time. Uh, said that Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair 
is going to main event the other night, which I believe is going to be night one, yes. which makes sense. You want you want the buildup for Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes to be mm-hmm. all the way to the absolute last second, so everybody watches every fucking yeah. second because you know they're going to have for the women though. Well, yeah, you but know? you know they're going to have uh, you know promos in between for the entire two days. Oh yeah, but uh, I think it's great. I think putting the women's championship. This is the main event is the right thing to do. I agree. People it, are really excited to see this match be included. Oh, I am too. I, and I wasn't. This is another one of those ones where I was like, this is, and you're, you're number one to, to be that person too, was not excited about the feud between Charlotte Flair no. and Rhea Ripley. Like when it first happened, I was like, okay, cool. This has some actual like legit storyline. It first happened it. when Rhea Ripley won the fucking Royal Rumble. What? Yes. Back in Whatever early February. So Rhea run, won the Royal Rumble, which gave her the opportunity to fight at WrestleMania, and she got to pick between Asuka and, uh, or I'm sorry, Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. It was her choice to pick, and she picked Charlotte. And again, I really liked this because she had fought Charlotte three years previously right. and lost. You know, right. Charlotte, Charlotte won, and she said, this, I think, is my time now to where I'm not going to lose. So I liked it. I was like, okay, there's actually some like legitimate steam between yep. you know with this match, and then they did nothing with it. For and, weeks yeah, Charlotte and weeks. didn't show up and or anything. Rio you know, was on uh, the Judgment Day business yeah, all the time. Like even this week, I think it was. Uh, yeah, a, a Judgment Day had a match. It was Dominic and Rhea Ripley versus mm-hmm. Santos Escobar and. And that was Selena on, Vega. And that was on Raw, wasn't it? No, that was on SmackDown. Was it on SmackDown? Okay. And if. Uh, we weren't even going to talk about that, but if you have not had an opportunity to watch SmackDown, first off, watch the whole thing. If you can only watch one thing aside from KO and and Sammy's just warm embrace, uh, watch that match. It's a good match. It was really Lena Vega does not really get enough credit for the for good. what she can do. No, and what Rhea and Dom were able to pull off on their end was just phenomenal. Rhea oh, yeah. is a beast, but she literally used Dominic as a weapon. It was just great. But, Classic big muscle mommy of action, but yeah. So just nothing. There's just nothing with Rhea's been busy, but nothing about Charlotte. And then right. it, it finally happened. Charlotte came out coming out like a fucking neon highlighter. It was interesting in those stilettos, and she basically was calling out Rhea. Rhea came out. They had a face to face confrontation, and they straight like every promos- wrestling promotion does this. Okay, where they have their champion and they have their opponent. And they'll have that moment where, like, security has to break them up right. because the two of them are fighting. Right. You, this either comes off really, really good or it comes off really poor. Yeah. And you don't give a shit. You're just like, oh, my God, in this segment. That added so much steam to this WrestleMania match. The oh, confrontation my God. Yeah, between them. The, the, like, when Rhea would just, like, break away from everybody and jump on top. And then you look over and Charlotte Flair's on the barricade jumping on Rhea and it was like right. legit like you felt like these two legitimately hated each other well, and this was not storyline it was so good even just to go back to the promo Charlotte Flair comes out and obviously when Charlotte Flair comes out and she's uh not going to be involved in a match as far as we can tell um she gets a mic like okay this is finally we're going to see Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair have the one-on-one talk you know what I mean it hasn't happened like you said like it's far overdue and Charlotte Flair comes out and just like I, I they gotta turn this girl heel again. Like she's so not good a, as a heel. She's, she's so borderline heel. And she cuts this promo that and, and I mean it's it's 
it, the, the nice thing about promos nowadays is you have to have truth to them. You you can bend the truth a little bit, but what you say has to be true. You, you everything is fact checked. Every statistic scrutinized. Wikipedia's are out there. Right. Like the minute you do something in a match, it's recorded on cagematch.net. You mm-hmm. know, it's on somebody's Instagram of when right. you won or lost and how fast and what move and how many, you know, times it took you to And what to, the rating you, you know, was for it, you know. It. You know, uh so you have to have truth truthfulness to your promos to really drive them home because you have to have them bulletproof. And Charlotte Flair pulls that off so well, like whether, and again, you got to be able to bend the rules a little bit. You got to be able to, to like skirt around corners a little bit without, you know, hitting, hitting the sides of yourself. And she does it so well. And she cuts a promo basically saying like three years ago, it doesn't matter whether it was three years ago or not. It, it's still the same shit. The same thing. Right. I'm still king, queen shit. Of like, course. I have the belt. I showed up. I got my belt back. And here the fuck I am. Right. She came out, you know, puffed her chest out. Rhea Ripley comes out. And, you know, of course, you got, at this point, I don't know who the heel is in this. Because Rhea comes out and the crowd pops. Charlotte's out there and the crowd pops. Right. And they They're go booing. in there. I don't know who he's booing for, you know. And there's no, she there's comes no bad in. person in this feud. And Rhea cuts one of the gnarliest promos that she's cut was great. in recent times. And sometimes I forget that she's a former women's champion, mm-hmm. world champion. Like it, but it feels like this is her first time. And it might be her first time with the SmackDown belt. But it still feels like it's, she's like, got something to prove in this. Right. And she's cutting this promo and tearing everything that Charlotte said to shreds. And Charlotte is standing there with, like, the most steel gaze, just staring a hole in fucking yeah, Rhea's face. what a pro. Oh, my God. These two, and instantly, within, it was, what, maybe a 15-minute segment between yeah. the two of them, between when Charlotte came out and when they were done? Right. I was glued to the couch. I am so sold for this match. Yep. I am so excited that it's a main event, according to Ric Flair. And, right. and Ric Flair hasn't been wrong since he's been leaking <laughs> shit. I am uh, like it's instantly worthy of this have spot, you know? has made my nipples hard. I am so into this. Like I, it, WrestleMania, I don't know how WWE does this. We have kind of talked shit about it for like weeks of like how they haven't had anything announced. This is yeah, like, they break you down. Advanced. They break you down. They break Man. you down. It's like the military. You've told me this is like the military. Yeah, they break you they, down they into break nothing, you into, down. A, into a pile of jelly, and yep. then they go, "We've got you here," and they here, form you into here. exactly Kevin what Owens you want. Sammy, and you're just, Sammy are going to hug in the in the middle of the ring. You're, and you're just like, you're just a kid with a candy cane, and you're just happy. I didn't know I needed that. You yeah, know? I know, and it's it's so good. But I, it, this match is going to be a great match, no matter what. And I'm excited for it. I'm I'm right. actually getting super excited for WrestleMania finally. Agreed. And this is the matches like this with storyline and things for wrestlers to prove and like things for fans to care about. Mm-hmm. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I understand. And I, I've said this numerous times and I'm sure somebody like rolls their eyes whenever I say this, but I do believe that this is what AW is missing, like long term storytelling. Like they have stories that last or they start, you know, two, three weeks. And then they're done after, you know, four or five weeks. They're, right. You know, the storylines are just, they're done. We're moved on to something else. There might be something else a couple weeks later. Um, but I feel, and I feel like WWE has a better, better handle to where they can make you want something for longer. Oh, and absolutely. They, they, they may not 
and I think there's there's good and bad to it because you either have a product like WWE where it feels like sometimes you're unfulfilled for two, three weeks at a time, but the payoff, you're like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then AEW, it's it's almost like an instant gratification. You're getting, sure. uh, you know, like, like what they've already announced and we'll talk about, you know, Kenny Omega versus uh, Vikingo. Like, it, like it, it's just a, like a flash in the pan and mm-hmm. it's like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. Well, it's a dream match, there's... but there's very little long-term storyline telling. I hate to be that guy, but, and we'll talk about this too because we're getting ready to talk about AEW. There is something that happened that is long-term storytelling in AEW that happened on Dynamite this week that is going to counter what you just said. Well, let's talk about it then. You want to talk about that? Let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, this week on AEW, we were blessed to have the House of Black versus the Elite versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. A lot of, oh boy, there's a lot of dudes in this match. A lot of people I enjoy watching, mm-hmm. and I, honest to God, when they announced that it was going to be a three-way trios tag match, I honestly thought it was going to be too much. I agree. But I forget that they, they run with the rule that two men in, or two, I'm sorry, two participants in, Correct. and you can tag anybody out. Doesn't matter if it's your team. Except for the other person that's on the same team. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's on your team or the opposing team, you can tag out at any point to the opposite side. So it's really cool. It's a fun way to do it. Um, and it was in Canada. So right. this was home for Kenny Omega, uh, Don Callis, who obviously wasn't in the match, but no. uh, Chris Jericho. They were all from... Hometown heroes. Exactly. Uh, so- by the way, speaking of hometown heroes, can we just talk about... And Don Callis, can we talk about Takeshita's welcome to the... Oh, please. To, please. to the Montreal airport when... Takeshita like gets off a plane. It's a short skit, and you have Don Callis there. He has this very pretty woman presenting Takeshita with a bouquet of roses. Yes, and then you have a an Asian man beating. Like, I'm assuming a traditional whatever drum sure. to some beat, and in the middle of an airport, and there's just people around taking videos of this, <laughs> and I couldn't imagine. What like who these people like? I don't know. If Think Takeshita is. It obviously wasn't like just crew, and, and there was it was an airport. Absolutely there was not. People like it was filming. Legit. This. So it what did they like... do? Who there's film out there of or footage? Of, nobody knows what that means when I say film. But there's footage <laughs> out there of Takeshita and Don Callis just having this conversation, like "Welcome to right. Montreal." And it seemed like Takeshita like legitimately got like startled by yeah. Don Callis and was it just like, like he... "Okay, yay!" <laughs> it like... Looked like he got off the plane and legitimately right. was greeted with this. It was. Funny we as hell. Saw uh, ROH live and Takeshita came out. We didn't know he was going to be there. And he Beast. walked out and he had that same face that he made at Don Callis. He was so overwhelmed. I think that people were cheering for him so loudly and we were all so excited. He had that same face like, oh shit. Which is insane because he's had that match with MJF and oh my God, it was, it's the only person that I think everybody wanted him to win and get the belt over. Absolutely. Takeshita's great. But yeah, that was. Absolutely hysterical. All right, so let's steer this ship in, back. They're in Canada, let's so steer the ship uh, back to where Kenny we were. Omega and Chris Jericho, of course, are going to have some some great heat in this match. What I thought was by far the most fun interaction was between Buddy Murphy and Kenny Omega. They just had great heat. Oh, I, yeah. They, I mean, and, and talk about two performers that if you put these two in a singles match, they'd tear the house down. Buddy the, Matthews is an absolute amazing oh God, he's athlete. He's so good. He's so good. And I think. The internet has 
claimed for years that Buddy Matthews is like the next Kenny Omega and as far as like his moveset and right. you know, that he is like the younger Kenny Omega. So to see the two of them go back and forth with each other was so fun. And not for nothing, I could see him turning on the House of Black first. Because obviously, you know, I mean, you never know, House of Black could last forever. But I could see storyline-wise later on down the road in order to like shake up the House of Black a little bit, I could see Buddy Matthews of everybody turning tide on on the other two yeah, before anything else happens. Possibly, but we are going to run with the three of them having the, the trios Oh, I'm in love with it. You know, right now. Everybody knows how I am about being big meaty men, uh, and then you throw some tattoos on them and some hardcore music. Like, like I, am, tell you I what, am in love. They have, AEW has made Brody a legitimate monster. They have spent so much time, I think, I think, it became more legit when Brody was basically the only he was the only House of Black member, mm. and he had, he had to hold, that feud, he had to hold the house down. He had that feud with Darby Allen. I think was the shift. Oh God, that put where him over so much. We were huge Brody fans from the beginning, but I think everybody took the seriousness. He turned into an AEW. He turned into an AEW staple, staple overnight. After that feud overnight. So this match, he had so many instances where he just came in, and everybody else just. Started. By the way, the the because he had the, also had a match with Daniel Garcia later on in Rampage. Uh-huh. Came out to uh, he's in a band, God's Hate. Came out to uh, be harder. His own song. What an awesome song! It was really cool. To. Oh, so good. Um, but yeah, this 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 trios match, I I was a little bit tired going into it, and then three seconds into this match, I was sitting up watching it it was great. it woke you up and there was nobody who didn't perform at their absolute oh, best yeah. everybody looked great in the match everybody there looked wasn't phenomenal it wasn't a one-sided thing but everybody looked great mm-hmm. obviously uh house of black retains thank god thank you thank I, you i'll hail the house of black but Love it. like during it there was i'm biased but i don't care yeah there was like backstage uh like brawling that they kept referring to that was happening between the dark order and Blackpool Combat Club and the Blackpool Combat Club. So setting, it was further setting up that feud. Yeah. And it was kind of one of those things where like it cut to the backstage and they were showing the brawl during that trios match we were just talking about. And it was like, that was kind of weird. And then it actually tied into exactly what I was talking about. Some long term storytelling. Right. Where the elite were in the ring by themselves and they were in the ring with Hangman Adam Page. And we were left with the question of. Are they? Is on there love in this relationship still? Are they back? And that I think exactly what we were saying. What, before. what are they called? The 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 the. Oh God, it's it's good. The Hung Bucks. They're yeah. called the Hung Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> God, what a good name! What a good tag name! Oh, my, the Young Bucks. Like they just. It's like they shit good ideas. They do. Like they really do. And, and it, people uh, give them so much shit. But have you they, heard of the company they 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 have part in? I know. You guys all loving under it? Wrestling it's, it's or something like that. Because of the that? three people you give shit to all the time, but. Uh, it set it up for exactly like I was saying for some long-term storytelling because the young bucks have always had something going on with Hangman Adam Page and then Hangman Adam right. Page had a tag team with He was tag team champions Omega. with Kenny Omega. Well, I'm going to counter your long-term storytelling with some short-term short-term, short-term storytelling sure. and I brought it up earlier okay. but I think it just needs to be mentioned again because my god, short-term t- storytelling or not, this is going to be a a banger. Of a match, it's Kenny Omega versus. Okay, let's see if I can get this right. Del, 
Del Hijo, El Vikingo. Yes. Ooh, what a mouthful. I've avoided t- saying this man's name on that on this podcast for 41 episodes yeah, because right? I knew I was going to butcher it. <laughs> now, here's a match that people are saying there's no storyline behind this. Like, how did you set this up? And this I'm, is already I'm happening gonna, on I'm Dynamite. I'm going to give you a secret. I'm going to give you a secret. Just let the goddamn guys wrestle. Well, have you seen this 1, man wrestle? Have you seen this man wrestle? Obviously, you haven't if you're on Twitter complaining about it. He is like, if you're on Twitter, how do you not see him? He is like a Tony Hawk pro skater, but without the skateboard, and he's wrestling. He reminds me a lot, it's and insane. he's had a lot of a lot of matches between this man, but he reminds me a lot of a young Ray, Ray Phoenix. Yeah, if you like put the speed up to 150. He's very quick, like Dante. And like, like Dante precise, Martin. he does he does shit where he'll be running across the rope, drop down in the middle rope, launch with his inside foot, and do like a cartwheel with a backflip. Uh huh. He does oh that like God. where you like hold on to your thighs and do like the front flip. Oh yeah, off he the turn, top he, rope. He uses, AR does that. Well, they, yeah, and what that is is you're you're using you're you're literally using physics by creating when you jump a long weight distribution, and right. then when you suck in real quick, it it launches you and be able, and it, he's able to complete like two three rotations it just looks really cool it's so good <laughs> like let's it's be so real good and he's what 25 he's 25 this match was supposed to happen in a singles match between kenny omega uh in 2021 yeah but ended up getting canceled i think something obviously happened with vikingo's schedule and, and the guy's a, a busy bit, guy oh, yeah, he goes if, from promotion to promotion he's constantly. in different promotions he is you know obviously he's living he, the dream you know he's you know very very you know, demanding of his body. So I'm sure, you know, he can't just go around to everywhere in the world. So I'm sure this is exactly. one of those things that they just happen to say, hey, we realize that he's got an open block of time that yeah, he can get away. Up, you know, let's do this match. And like I said, this has been trying. They've been trying to have this match since 2021. The last time that Kenny, I don't know if you knew this, that Kenny Omega had a singles match was that same year, mm-hmm. 2021. Right. In the same arena that they're going to be fighting in on wednesday no shit yep that's awesome i think it was alan angels was the last oh, wow, singles really? match that kenny omega had well if you're a fan of wrestling you should tune into AEW on dynamite to watch this because it's it's for sure going to be unless unless they're doing something to set up some storyline later on which i don't think they're going to do that but this is going to be possibly one of the matches of the year at least something that's on that's absolutely. on tv absolutely um if you need any any convincing of that just Go on any wrestling Twitter. Uh, go follow if you follow us like on Twitter. Look, look at the people we follow, and a lot of them will retweet. Uh, wrestling Flow Vision, he's a good one. Um, but everybody retweets this the Vikingo guy. He is absolutely insane. So to continue the discussion about Canada and people from Canada, oh Jade, Canada, <laughs> Jade Cargo, who's not from Canada, uh, challenged not Canada. Sorry, <laughs> challenged somebody from Canada. Okay. To, oh, that bit's over. Good lord! To a match for her TBS championship, and of course, we all knew exactly who it was going to be. Nicole, Nicole Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, of course, the classic uh, Canadian wrestler Nicole yeah. Matthews. Poor girl. Uh, she was about six inches shorter than Jade, and was dispatched in about minute fifteen. I don't even know. I think that was the other one. I think that was okay. that was the, the. But I think it was okay. like something like thirty seconds. Okay, it wasn't much. She no, basically, it wasn't. Jade basically basically talked shit, kicked her in the face, then hit her with the jaded. Yep. And 
everybody was like, what was that? Now, I know at this point everybody knows who debuts after this, but I feel like this was a little bit underwhelming. I just felt like, man, like, and I understand why they did it, but it was kind of one of those things I was not too happy with how it got to where it got. Like, because she just absolutely murders this girl after they, like, promoted this because it's going to be, oh, it's going to be a Canadian champion, the best Canada has. And obviously it's a heel move with Jade because that's just how she is. Yeah, she threatened Um, to beat up Brene because she was from Canada. Right, and then, you know, and then Taya Valkyrie comes out. Right. And it was like, okay, great, we got to where we were going anyways, and we now know, obviously, this is where where Jade's next big match is, is going to. But it just kind of felt a little weird. Like, they built this up, like, oh, make sure you watch because she's going to fight this Canadian legend. And it just, I don't know. They didn't say legend. The, the no, best, I know they didn't say you know, but the Canadian, way they sold it, though. Canada's best, you know. But that's obviously wrong. Well, I mean, you of know course I mean, it was, and that's why Jade made the mention of it. I think I they were know. just trying to be like, oh, surprise, maybe I'm mad. we did do maybe it. Maybe I'm mad because I, I, I got swerved a little bit thinking it was going to be Taya immediately. Oh, probably. Maybe I'm just a mad Probably, mark. yeah. <laughs> You're just upset with the situation. But Fuck you, Tony Khan. It did Con. end up being Ty Valkyrie, who is uh, going to be probably the biggest threat to Jade Cargill and her undefeated streak and her TBS championship. So, Do you think she'll drop the title to Taya? I don't know, because every time Jade gets a big uh, you know, person to go up against for her title match, I think that's it. You know, I really, really thought Athena was going to be the one to take it from Right. Her. Right. So I was wrong every time. So I don't know. But I think we're at a moment where something new needs to happen with Jade. Yep. Um, new, I don't think it's Something bad. new needs to happen with the belt. Yes. I don't think something... I mean, obviously yes. something new needs to happen with Jade, but I think something mm-hmm. new needs to happen with the belt. I think you have two chunks of, right. of, of professional wrestling that could be used for storyline, sure. and they're stuck in one rut. What's great about Taya is she is somebody else who just tours, loves to work for different promotions, just do finished different up with things, Impact not too long ago. Had a phenomenal run with Impact. She's a, definitely somebody who would make a great fighting champion, like Jamie Hayter is being played off to be. I think she would do a phenomenal job as the champion and have a really good match with Jade. I hope they they let them have a good match regardless of what happens, but. You know, I, my worry is, are they going to build that up all the way until double or nothing? Right, you right. You know, we're going to have this where it's just, oh, and not Jade just that. gets all the way up to 59 and oh, and she's going to be the 60th, or, you know, what are we going to do? I and don't not know. just that, is is it too quick to have Taya just show up in AEW and then have her get the belt? Because I feel like at this point where we, we've already teased, because Taya's used uh, the Jaded twice. Uh, Which basically, I like. Well, yeah, Mark she, Sterling didn't like it. Right. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> she's. It, we're obviously getting really close to a match with these two, and I feel like it's going to be a dynamite. I feel like I don't think it's going to build all the way up to double or nothing. Right. I, I think it's going it to be on a dynamite. It's going to be on a Grand Slam, or it's going to be on a Winter is Coming, or it's going to be on a. Right. Uh, beat them up in the streets and fuck them in the sheets dynamite you know yeah some gimmicky tony khan match and and, you know but i think it has to be it can't i don't think you can do it like honestly it's it's a tbs championship like i feel like it has to be defended on tbs it's like the tv championship i suppose so i always felt i always thought it was weird when the tv championship was fought on uh or defended on a pay-per-view yeah but it's a tv championship but the tbs championship needs needs the gunther special it needs somebody to come in there and make this 
a prestigious championship. And I don't, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying that there's no steam behind it. But when you've only ever had one person who's undefeated hold it, you know, I don't think there's... How far uh, can you go with it? I don't think anybody's worried about missing a Jade Cargill match because they all know, we all know that she's just going to win. Right. And I don't think that's good. I think that's why I've been loving the defense and changes of the TNT championship. Right. Because one week it'll be on Darby Allen, and then now, uh, just a few weeks later, it's on Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs. Like, what happened And all this? It's changed three times. But and it's, I it's, love it's it. Nice. Because you have to watch the matches because you know this could change hands. Right. It very well could have changed hands when Will Hobbs uh, defended it uh, to Ray Phoenix uh, on Rampage. That match was fucking awesome. It was great. That was, and it started it off like great. it wasn't going to be. It started off like a small high flyer fighting a mountain of a man, and you thought it was only going to be like a few minutes, and these two put on a clinic on how to properly put on a big man versus a small man match. Ray made Will look so good, like he always does. He makes everybody yep. look good. But Will did the exact same the other way. He, he did. He, they, they got Ray to hit a German on uh, Will. Ooh, and it the was the pop I made. Wow, it was phenomenal. It was, it was, it really was a great match between the two of them. Obviously, Will Hobbs ends up winning, keeping his title, but it was great. It, it could have, it could have genuinely, he could have lost it on Rampage. Oh, 100%. 100%. Wouldn't have been surprised. But it, it, it was so good like because it. Ray Phoenix, he's in a tag team. He's obviously, he's going to be dealing, doing the uh, ROH Reach for the Sky Ladder match. I'm right. sorry, that was my text message. Um, but he was able to take the loss. And not lose any momentum. Right. Because it didn't have anything to do with the storyline he's involved right. in. Right. But, but Penta's really good at that, too. But it was a a, a AEW star that was, f- you know, fresh in everybody's minds mm-hmm. that were like, oh, shit, it's Ray Phoenix. That's you know what, what I, I mean? love about AEW. And, and I think my favorite thing right now is they'll take a veteran like Ray and they'll take a, a newbie, in a sense, like Will, and put on a match like that. And like you said, let Ray take the loss. Doesn't do anything for Ray. You know, nobody's going to be like, wow, I can't believe you lost that match. Right, right. No, I mean, it, look at Daniel Garcia and Brody King this week. I don't want to talk about wow. that. Wow. I loved it. And again, oh, I loved huge it too. Brody fan. Brody King only get one baseball hit to the, to the I head. know. He they, deserved come about on. five. Come on. This it's Brody, Brody goddamn King. But Daniel Garcia yeah, won. The dog's barking. It's too late. It was. Oh, 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 but oh. it was really good. It was really good. So they're good at doing stuff like that. Making you. I do your tootsies. Well, hopefully they do that with, with Taya Valkyrie and Jade. Hopefully we do something with this title. Hopefully this feud isn't just a flash in the pan and it's, you know, and then Taya Valkyrie just becomes a face in the crowd and ends up being on dark because I feel right. like that's what happens with everybody that goes against uh, Jade Cargill for the TBS championship. Is mm-hmm. they just If they're not already an established star, like they, they get their moment and then they get squashed and then we're all like, huh, well, yeah, it's the same thing as the last 53 matches. And the women's division is interesting right now with like the, the divide between the old AEW stars and the new AEW stars. So. I'm still not sold on it yet. I don't know I'm if I like it with the, with the outcasts. No, but I, you know, it's one of those we got to hold on. You yeah, know, we got to see course. what happens with the of whole course. thing. Ruby you know? just joined them and now we've, I, I don't know. It's. It's a it's a storyline that's got to develop, and yeah, it's it, like fresh. you said, it's fresh. Getting back into uh, you know oldies versus newbies and all that good stuff. When we when you talk about AEW and you talk about the pillars of AEW, you have 
four men. You have MJF, Darby Allen, uh, help me out here. Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks and Jungle, Jungle Boy. Boy. Thank you. Well, we should be calling him Jack. Jack, Jack Perry. Perry. So this week. <laughs> I don't know why I yelled that. I'm so I'm sorry. Dynamite. I just blew. Anybody wearing <laughs> headphones, I just blew their eardrums because. Why not? Leroy the, Jenkins. Uh, this week on Dynamite. Something interesting happened as far as MJF had a rebar mitzvah. Didn't know you did that. If you Isn't haven't he seen like thirty, no, he's in his twenties. Yeah, he's still in his twenties. If you have not seen a bar mitzvah, the pictures from MJF's bar mitzvah. Oh my god, uh, it was such a. Go to Twitter. Go to MJF's Twitter and look through the fantastic photos that he includes. His parents pay, must love him so much. Even pay they, special they attention to when. They had him up on the chair, and they were all singing the, the song that they sing. Pay attention when you're looking at it to the long-haired man on the right-hand side that looks like that he is doing everything he can to make sure he doesn't drop MJF, and boy, is he getting real close to dropping. <laughs> he struggles. It was the entire time we were, that I was watching. I was nervous. I was, yeah, I was like waiting for MJF to spill out of that chair. Yeah. So he comes out. He's got glasses on. He's got, he's, you know, pretty much covering up his face where did that hat come from i don't know very jamiroquai hat mjf jaquai mm-hmm. it was interesting it was like the burberry but it was like the jamiroquai hat right you know, the fuzzy like and he had the big like yarn haterade glasses uh, we find out later why but yeah he comes out he talks about this is his rebar mitzvah and jack perry is the first one to interrupt him and say that he deserves a chance at the belt and it just well, before he even says anything. He gets thrown in, you know, then Sammy Guevara comes in, and then, I don't know, I oh, think no, maybe Darby I, I said Ricky in. Starks, I meant Sammy Guevara. Yeah, Sammy Somebody's Guevara. Somebody's getting mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our wrestling, our wrestling fan card's just been revoked. Uh, yeah, so now we have the four pillars of AEW, and they're all, the other three are asking. Angry. Not really asking, demanding a chance at the championship at MJF's championship. I don't know what they're doing with this, but it makes it interesting because, you know, are they going to do something where everybody's involved? All four men are involved. Are they going to pick it just one feud at a time? It gives MJF multiple storylines to run at the same time. I feel like this is AEW finally picking up a chunk of storyline that has been laying out in the open for a while that is finally aired out enough that we've all forgotten about and have now brought into light the four pillars storyline which everybody is you know kind of in the back of their their twitter verse has like fantasy booked how that would work what who would fight who who right who would eliminate who in a tournament or how would they end up determining who would do this so now we're looking at what AEW has built and building up for three four years they've been building up these homegrown stars Mm -hmm. mjf who yes he's been in gcw he's been in mlw everybody's been on the indie scene um, if you still consider MLW and GCW and all these promotions, the, the indie scene, um, but you've finally taken your four pillars of your company, the four guys that every single person has been getting behind and have now put them in a storyline. And I think this is the right way to go. I think we're coming up on the time to, to like pass the torch onto the next chunk of people to carry the the company for the next year right wwe is coming up on that with wrestlemania wrestlemania is like the end of their quote quote unquote season obviously they do it by you know the beginning of the year but right the wrestlemania season starts after wrestlemania that's when the build up to 
WrestleMania because everybody wants to have the match at WrestleMania. Everybody wants to headline WrestleMania. And it's the same thing with, with like AEW. They have, you know, now it's time to pass the torch on to the next set of storylines, the next right. season. Right. And they're finally touching base on one of the most, like the biggest underlying ones that can put my foot in my mouth about long-term storytelling. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> and finally address something. Now, in, in right. the only... I have two criticisms about this. Okay, sure. Number one, and I'll, 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 I will praise it before I criticize Okay. It. I loved this segment. I love that they are finally touching on this topic, that they are finally touching such a, I guess, like Reddit hot subject that could blow up very easily in a bunch of arguments as to who could come out on top between the four of these guys. Um, so I'm excited to see it. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to see the, this, this storyline pan out. My two criticisms, though, is number one, this storyline has to be done well. It does. This is a, a, I feel like that you could either make, not make or break the company, but this storyline could be a, a, either a huge flop Mm-hmm. Or a huge win for AEW. Yeah, and a defining think, moment for all four of these guys. I think Tony Khan needs to keep the mentality of not looking at a fantasy booking aspect. He'd look at it as a storyline. Look at all sure. those things that he always talks about with WCW and old WWE, yeah. WWF, WWF. Like, look at the storylines that were used and build exactly. similar ones with exactly. This. So that's that's my number one criticism. Is this has sure. got to be done the right way, or it could sink this storyline at any point. Absolutely. My only other criticism was when this thing, this event happened, when the four of them were standing there, we had. Let's see if I got this right. We had Jack Perry go first, and uh-huh. he did his minute and a half, two minute monologue. Sammy Guevara went yes. and did his minute and a half, two minute monologue, and at that point, we're like, okay. And then once we got to Darby Allen, I just felt like we were doing the same bit between all three people. I felt like I was watching a WWE video game. Sure. And they just copied and pasted depending uh-huh. on who you had allegiances with. Right. First. And it, it, it just, by the time it hit Darby, it felt a little stale. And I don't know how you could do it without doing all three of them doing these of fucking course. separate promos. He just got, unfortunately, the short end of the stick. Right. Because you, know? you, had, you had Jungle Boy Jack Perry vying for how he's he's carried himself through tag teams and he's had right. betrayals and you had know these huge pay-per-view matches in one right you know? and then you've got sammy guevara who was supposed to be a jobber that then broke that mold and then became one of their top performers right and then you have darby allen who never gave up being the person that he is right. who benefits from staying you know and it just like by the time it got to him we're like okay we're we're done like this is the third guy with the fucking sob of story of course unfortunately and if he would have gone first he would have been just as good, good as Jack Perry was. Exactly. It, it, it just, I did that like was that. my only critique with this segment. Okay, so really, honestly, you didn't have anything. It really wasn't that big oh, of a I critique. I didn't know my critiques weren't anything. No, that really wasn't much <laughs> of a critique. <laughs> no, you know? it was just, it, there's, I felt like they could have done it a little bit better if they would have kept their segments a little bit, or their monologues a little bit. Se- uh, I 100% uh, promos. agree, I but, monologues. It, but it worked out well. It got the intention across. 100%. It got, and, we, it got the point there. And... I think the reason that we're finally getting to this, or at least the accumulation of everything that's happened, why we're getting to this, um, when CM Punk and the backstage brawl and all that stuff happened, it seemed like AEW shifted from, like you were saying before, these Tony Khan dream matches to 
who's holding this company up? It, it felt like who they started does, doing damage control for what they were doing. They had to with step back lines. and be like, who do we need to rely on? Mm-hmm. You know, and now you have Wardlow, you have Will Hobbs, you have Jamie Hader, mm-hmm. you have all these people right. who like pe- people probably it, didn't know about. It feels that like they reconstructed huge everything. Stars. You know, exactly, exactly. And they're trying to do that with Riho again. They're trying to right. bring her back into it. And it's refreshing because these are like original people that they're trying to breathe life back into. That's what I like about the, this, these four pillars is it feels like that. They're trying to breathe life back into these staples of AEW and remember why people started watching this promotion in the first place. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. Great. It's, been, it's been amazing. And I'm loving that they're they're finally on to that point. They've, you know, they've got still got your Jerichos, you've still got your Moxleys, and they're doing what they're doing. But they're no longer, you know, they're not the focus of the company. They're right. a portion of the company contributing to the company, but the focus is now on those homegrown AEW stars. Yeah, I mean, it's, think about legitimately think about the stars that you have right now. And I can't think of all of them, but you have MJF, mm-hmm. Jamie Hader. Jade Cargill. Britt Baker. Britt, well, she's not a champion. Well, no, But okay. you know what I, I mean? Like, the people who are current champions, the guns, these are all AEW, like, originals who have been yep. around for a while that AEW has blown up into these huge stars. Look at the acclaimed. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've never heard the story of how Anthony Bowens and Max Caster got into the tag team. We've talked together, about Together, we've talked about it, but... Tony Khan legitimately made that happen. He looked at these two and just said, you two would work good together. I don't know what you would do, but you look good. Right. You would look good together. Put them together, and all of this was developed naturally. It was natural. And yeah, they, the, the tag team name was supposed to be for, uh, what were they before? The JAS. It was the, it was, was, uh, the Inner Circle. That's right. That's right. The acclaimed was supposed to be the Inner Circle, and Chris Jericho passed on it, and Tony Khan said, you two are going to be the acclaimed. And, and Bubba Ray's even explained this with, with uh, the was up when they did the headbutt. Mm-hmm. It was something that, that they tried doing, and they didn't think it would get over. Yeah. Devon hated it. The you know? Yeah, Devon hated it initially, and then they did it, and the crowd was just like, oh, my God. And he even said, it's the stupid things you don't think would get over. That do get over the scissoring, the you know scissoring it's daddy the ass, Simi the and the, the, uh, the ass Usos because yep. they na- they know each other, so they have a handshake, and the handshake was like, oh, they did the handshake, yeah. But they've been doing that for years, right? It's the things that organically come up that are just so good, and I think that's what's great about what AW is doing is they're saying, especially with these this stars line. need to shine. So they're, yeah, they're it's a lot of pressure. To. They have some great people that are backstage that are working on producing and writing and creative and that have the capability to make whatever they're working on with MJF work. Because obviously yep. this was supposed to go with CM Punk, but they had to, they had to go I'm, a different route. I'm I think sad what happened with Brian was fantastic. Oh, wow, was that was one of the best match. AEW rivalries there ever was. I'm, gl- I'm, I'm sad to see the way that the whole thing with CM Punk, quote-unquote, has ended. We still haven't seen like a conclusion to everything. He's still under contract, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I'm sad to see that it ended that way and it changed the 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 pathway of AEW in the way that it did. But in retrospect, while we sit here in, in March 19th, 2023, I'm reluctantly super happy that it did go down that I way. I think it worked out and for the best. And it is now the direction that it is. And mm-hmm. I think good, bad, or indifferent, whatever, whatever CM Punk did, if he comes back, doesn't come back, if he 
was wrong, if he wasn't wrong, if the Young Bucks were wrong. I think at this point it doesn't matter. No. If, if it's repairable, I think great. If not, whatever. But I think CM Punk did what he sought out to do in order to push this company to where it needed to go. Whether he did it while he was in there for the right. nine months. Intentionally or not. Whether he's still going to do it before his contract mm-hmm. ends or whether we've seen the last of CM Punk and wrestling altogether. Yeah. I think that event, that's that event, good, bad, or indifferent, pushed this company to where it's like, we need to stop relying on talent that is tried outside and true, talent. And we yep. need to, we need to put our trust in the talent that we have. Exactly. Because the talent that we have is going to be the backbone, the John Cena's, the, the, the rocks, the stone colds, exactly. the fucking undertakers of AEW. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are going to be. And it might not be Kenny Omega, whether he goes to AEW or stays in AEW, goes to WWE. But, it, you know, it needs to be these young 20-year-old guys that are hungry for a position in a company that's willing to give it to them. Right. And I feel like this is finally AEW has reconstructed the, the, the structure of their roster and giving more people that deserve it the opportunity to shine at the top of this company. I agree. And this it's is been the refreshing. Be- this is like a, a just a, the beginning of hopefully more storylines that we'll see involving all of those people in just Absolutely. those, you know, in this capacity. Yep, I agree. All right, as far as coverage for AEW and WWE, that is going to do it for the week. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the matches that are upcoming. Start with AEW Dynamite again. Let's so let's just Thank you, Tony Khan, for booking Tony, uh, Kenny Omega. I'm sorry, and El Hijo, El Hijo del Vikingo. Del there, I did it. I tried. I tried a big, big, long, real quick one. And <laughs> I feel like great. I got it. Um, woo! Uh, woo! Sec- Podcast is a success. <laughs> I have said words. Uh, uh, hailing only in second place to how exciting of a match that that match is going to be is Hook. Versus Stokely Hathaway. Oh my God! This uh, in is a no DQ be... match. If you did not I see, I it's going to be a no DQ match. If you did not see on Rampage, like the the setup the with Matt Hardy and uh, Ethan Page, Isaiah, Isaiah Cassidy, are trying to teach Stokely how to take bumps and wrestle. They were just beating the shit out of Stokely it and be like, "No, we're just getting you so... hardened for it. We're getting your body ready for it." It was great. You could tell. Obviously, they were getting their licks and getting their laughs. Finally, back at Stokely, uh, Stokely was all excited about a cookie. It was great. Can't wait for this match. I have no idea what we're doing, but I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. The guns are going to be taking on top flight for the AEW Tag Team Championships. And they also still have their bags. They had a, uh, I guess, a backstage segment. They was at their hotel. They thought they were the bag boys, so they tossed their bags at them. And they talked shit for a little bit, set up this match, and left their bag. So interesting to see if they even have their wrestling gear. I think that's what they're going. They're going with. They have to fight in their, their Naked. regular clothes. They'll be the ass boys. Uh, also, they'll be showing their asses. Yeah, John Moxley and uh, Stu Grayson will be. Welcome back, Stu. Welcome back, Stu. Stu Grayson's all elite again. Yay. Resigned with AEW. This is a grudge match because he will be taking on John Moxley because put he put Evil, Evil Uno. Uno in the hospital again. I feel like he already got put in the hospital. I feel yeah. like every time Evil Uno fights uh, Mox, he ends up going to the hospital. Uh, yeah, Maybe he should show out. This is just a grudge match between the two of them, and right. also Tony Storm with Soraya, and you put Tony Storm. That wasn't we'll be... me. I copied and pasted this, so it wasn't me. So it'd be uh, Tony, Tony Storm, Storm with Soraya will be taking and Ruby on. Soho. Ah, uh, Sky Blue. Sky Blue. Poor Sky Blue. Sky she's gonna, Blue. She's going to be Sky Green by the time they're give done. Give it a few more years. She's going to be having the TBS Championship. Something. Like oh no that. doubt. She no is doubt. Fantastic. They're building her up. 
started on dark. More She's mic work. Up. These girls need to be on Agreed, the mic more. Agreed, but they Madison need to be better Rain on the mic has been and doing a the really good job. The, the the training and the athleticism has improved tremendously in Sky Blue, so at least she's getting steady TV time and I doing w- a really good job. I wish we weren't getting an hour worth of reality TV after AEW. Was it March 31st? Uh-huh. That all access, whatever the gar- that stuff is. Yeah. I wish we weren't getting some reality TV I think it's shit. The 29th. Whatever. Because I wish they'd be able to commit that hour to another wrestling show or wrestling hour because I, I can't stand that all that, that drama shit. Uh-huh. And I don't want like the whole, Total Understandable. Diva, total divas well, and it's also and... like taking over for the Cody Rhodes, like Rhodes to the top. I couldn't show. stand that shit either. Well, yeah, we never watched that either. Understandable. So a little bit weird, but I guess it's just one of those things that people do like reality TV. Oh, for sure. I see so the. I'm sure I it's see the. Sell, yeah, I can. You know? I see. You know, they're gonna it's have the AW the... fans that that want to watch it, and I understand it. Yeah. Like, I get the marketability yeah. of it. I just can't stand it personally. Well, that's that's okay. It's not I for know. everybody. I know. That's it's why not. it's after Dynamite. I know. <laughs> Besides, that's making really late for me. I'm, yeah, I'm a tired boy. Ag- agreed. I feel like so, it's like a running thing every, theme every time we do a podcast. I have to mention how tired you're tired. I am. Uh, I'm tired so now. That's it for AEW Dynamite as far as the matches go so All right, far. We've got, uh, also got Raw next week, which we'll have uh, Roman Reigns will be returning to the Red Brand. Okay. Uh, we were just talking about we haven't seen Hyder Tail him yep, where you been? for about two weeks, so he will be coming back. Uh, Logan Paul will be also hosting a, an episode of his impulsive TV. Okay. Uh, apparently the Miz is expecting to be a guest on there. No confirmation whether he will or not. Okay. Uh, we also have Austin theory. will be taking on Montez Ford. Probably nice. the most exciting part that Love they've it. announced so far. Of course. Uh, and Chelsea green and Carmelo are taking on Oscar and Bianca Belair. Okay. I didn't know about that. Um, Hmm. Why? Well, you know, they you you had Bianca Belair was taking on Chelsea green. I believe last week on raw. Uh, they had Oscar come out. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, but why would you have Oscar and Bianca Belair team up together when they're facing each other at WrestleMania? Because they're both faces. Weird, right? Hmm. Um, and also Chelsea Green, Carmella, obviously a tag team. I mean, love that. That's great. That's like, great. No joke. Love that. Uh, and then also we have on SmackDown. We all we have announced so far is Rey Mysterio versus LA Knight. We I don't remember seeing this on SmackDown. Maybe we were out of the room or something. Okay. Um, uh, LA Knight walked up to Rey Mysterio and said, you know, I need a WrestleMania match. I'd be more than happy to beat your son's ass, uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. It Ray. looks like Ray got mad about that. He smacked is, him. Why? He should have been like, thank you for taking care of my son for me. Like, I don't know. I mean, if you walked up to me and said, you know, Hey, you're, you're, even though your daughter's being a little bit of a bitch, you know, I'll, I'll pop her in the mouth. I'd be like, you don't get to pop my daughter in the mouth. Bro. I guess so. But, uh, yeah, so that's what we have for uh, SmackDown. So far, we don't have anything for Rampage, or nothing announced, at least, which is surprising, but I'm sure we'll we'll hear something. Of course. Um, we also have uh, ROH will be coming up Thursday. I don't even know what's happening on ROH. At Describe least this the Honor up. Club. Oh, yeah. I gotta, we got to go back and rewatch it, apparently, because I missed everything. But uh, exciting week. Yeah, lots of wrestling. Week. We got what do we got? We got WWE's on Monday and and uh, Friday. We got AEW's on Wednesday and Friday. We've got uh, ROH on Thursday. ROH on and Impact, Impact. on Thursday. Uh, Tuesday, I feel like that we got. I mean, hell, you got Dark and Elevation on Monday and Tuesday. There's wrestling yeah. literally there's every day of the week. You've too. got if you're up at five thirty in the morning and they have the finals of uh, the NJ Cup will be on Tuesday, Tuesday. between David Finley and. Uh, Starts with the nest, and I can't remember. Can't remember. It's hey, all Mark caps. Davis. Uh, Mark Davis ended up losing, which, damn it. Um, but that's going to be a good one. 
Um, close your eyes and count to fuck. Close your eyes and count to fuck. If you get that reference, then you are my new best friend. Uh, but that will do us do it for us here at Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook, at CAW Wrestling Pod, where we live tweet every week. Raw, SmackDown, JPW, ROH, whatever we can get our tiny little fingers into. Please do us a favor. Tell your friends about us. Share us on social media. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Write up something awesome. Let us let people know uh, why they need to listen to Mark and I talk about, you know, what we love about wrestling. And uh, same thing with Spotify. Uh, you can write a v- review, I believe, on there. But the, the point that matters, and it only takes you a few seconds, is just hit us on that five-star. Same thing with the Apple. If you don't want to write us a review, that's fine. Just hit us on five that five-star. Five-star is, is so much appreciated. Make sure you screenshot it, share it on social media, and we will do our best to shout you out on the podcast. And remember, we post every Monday a new episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Uh, we do also extra bonus uh, episodes every so often, uh, whenever we feel like it. Or There's a lot of content, and uh, coming up, WrestleMania week, there's going to be a lot of content. So that is definitely one to make sure you watch out for multiple episodes. But every Monday, uh, I think we post this at like, I end up posting it at 4.30 in the morning so I can... I can make sure that it gets up there and before I leave for work. Um, so every Monday we post. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Gunk Dudley. And I'm at Bacon Party. We will catch you in the next.